it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today, Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. Um, still no live sports, so that kind of sucks. And I'm joined here to talk about it with none other than Brett Baker. Brett, so it's up to the people. Dude, Dude this, this sucks. sucks. Um, absolutely, absolutely sucks. sucks. This, this is a prison, prison sentence for... Both of us, especially seeing as though I work in sports and I also come home and continue to work on sports. I don't have anything to do, dude. It's like a it's a, it's a nightmare. No, it's really weird. I've been playing a lot of 2K to cope. That's about the closest you can get to the game these days. But literally been killing people in Call of Duty. That's I'm killing people. That's what they brought me to. Yeah, dude, there's nothing to do. I mean, you can't even go to the gym, work out, so... Hoping all this gets resolved soon, but, you know, let's talk about some of the only things that we actually can talk about right now. And so start off here with a little basketball. And so the coronavirus, obviously, it's giving all these teams a lot of time off. And, you know, LeBron, he's getting up there now. And a lot of people think he's going to be a little old and tired. Anthony Davis is banged up. Brett, do you think that this time off benefits the Lakers the most of any team in the league? I think there's a... Double, Double answer to this. Yes, yes in, in the, the sense that, that I feel, feel like they, they just get a resting, resting period, period uh, which is, you know, know awesome for LeBron, who's got some, a lot of mileage, not just some, and also helps him get a little bit healthier. But at the same time, LeBron has been known to kind of speed things up at the end of the season uh, once he kind of gets into the swing of things. Um, and without that, he might come back a little bit, you know, stale. And I think everybody in the league is going to come back stale. So it really just depends on how well they're managing their bodies and, you know, their workload right now and this little miniature offseason. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone will come back a little stale. Like, I definitely think that these players, you know, they're going to be rusty. Everything's going to look rusty. It's going to take a little while to get it all back. You know, they just can't turn it on overnight. It doesn't work like that. But... I think it benefits the Lakers a good bit. I mean, Anthony Davis is averaging four points per game in the fourth quarter over this last stretch of the season, and he looked he looked banged up, man, especially after he hurt his elbow trying to block that shot against the Pelicans. You know, I really think that AD is a little – he needs his time off. You know, I think he's a little brittle, and it's it's going to benefit him a lot. I think it benefits LeBron a lot. He's going to be able to get his second win now. I think the Lakers are in a great position coming out of this and that everybody needs to be scared i also think it helps the rockets too i mean the rockets look like they're getting tired they were on a bad losing streak after winning um 11 out of 13 you know they looked like they'd fallen off a little bit too so i think that helps them stay healthy and not be as banged up yeah it's because they had to play a small ball with like six players the last two weeks that they played so it definitely helps i think a lot of teams but i'm not sure exactly what type of or what level of play that we're going to get once this does come back into fruition. I mean, it, and it's, it's it's very interesting to me to see how the NBA is going to handle this. I know we're waiting later this week. We'll get a board meeting by them to see what their next steps are. But I don't know, man. Do you think they should just start the playoffs? Do you think they should have like a 10-game stretch where they kind of just get back into the swing of things and the people that are out of the playoffs are pretty much out? It's hard to say what they should do. Honestly, I think they need to give them like 10, 12 days to get back in the swing of things and just have like a, almost like a training camp. Then I think they need to have a I'll probably say play like five to seven games and then start the playoffs. 
and make a first-round series go five games, make the second round be five as well, then make the conference finals and the final seven. Hmm. I know that they're... I feel like they have to shorten the playoffs up because this is the longest playoff system on this maybe baseball uh, that we have. So I think that they have to shorten that up. But at the same... At the same time, though, it honestly is a risk if you only play five to seven games coming back, depending on how much time is between, you know, the start of the suspension of play to whenever they start back up. I mean, it could start back up, for all we know, in late July. So it all depends for me on... Go ahead. Yeah, I also really the, like the recommendation to move all the teams to like a, a neutral site and have them all stay out there. Use like a small knit group of referees. You know, have a small knit group of people in the building. You know, just kind of have some like a summer league sort of set up. Yeah, kind of have like a summer league with no <laughs> fans, pretty much. Like Vegas would be perfect. You know, something. I feel like that's what they'd have to do. I think that, like that's the only way they can't have these teams traveling in and out of cities every night. They're gonna get an Area 51 basketball court, three refs. No fans, all the teams, you know, just balling out. It's going to be a high school summer league, but just a whole different level of play. And it's it's one of the most interesting situations that we've ever seen in sports, in my opinion. And it sucks that we have to see it, but this situation cannot be handled. Like, I don't think you're going to please everybody. I don't think you're going to please a lot of people. Uh, with whatever you do, but I'm just kind of ready to see what's going to happen with it. Yeah, I'm hoping NMA will be back. That's the yeah. it's, it's what I'm hoping for right now. But anyway, let's, let's move yeah. on now to NFL. NFL is thriving right now. They said they're going to have the draft, hey, bef- so we're bef- looking forward to that. Before, before we, we do move, move from, from the NFL, NFL or move from the NBA, NBA. just to touch on that, I told you just a second ago, but NBA player 2K. It's a players-only 2K tournament this Friday. That should be fun. Sports are back, baby. You got Patrick Beverly versus Hassan Whiteside. That's must-watch TV. That's all I'm going to say. I definitely will not be watching. I'll be playing. Patrick Beverly is going to be talking mad shit to Hassan Whiteside, and he's going to be sending it right back. And I think that alone will get me to sign up. I'm ready. I think it's going to be on NBA TV. Hey, do what you got to do, Brad. Do what you got to do. What else am I going to do? Anyway, fair enough, fair enough. So, (laughs) anyway, let's move over to the NFL now. So, I actually think the coronavirus is going to have a huge effect on this in the NFL, Brett. You tell me what you think. So, with this coronavirus thing happening, OTA is probably gone. These quarterbacks that can't meet up with these receivers and these tight ends and everyone, all these new toys they're going to get and be able to throw the ball to them, you know, like get on the same page as them, get the chemistry and everything going. I personally think that these teams with new QBs and new coaches and new offensive systems and everything, I think they're going to be pretty rusty. You know, I really feel like that they're not going to have the chemistry you expect to see. I feel like it could be rough there for a few games. I mean, they're probably going to have to go light on the penalties for sure on the offensive lineman because at the beginning of last year they called so many holdings and it looked awful, so they don't want that to happen again. But I really think there's going to be a lot of rust on these teams and a lot of unsynchronous. Like, I think it could benefit teams that have a lot of guys back and have the same coaching staff back this year. I mean, it's definitely going to be a test on these new coaches and new quarterbacks, uh, you know, to get things hammered out before they move into the regular season. I think it's going to be a testament to them 
if they are successful in doing so because your your new coaches that are coming in if they have a constant line of communication with their players it might work out uh just really depends on how well they're preparing their players without actually being able to be face to face uh somebody like tom brady who's been in the league forever um has great receivers already on his new team i think he'll be fine as long as he gets some sort of I guess relevant off-season training with them. As long as he gets some sort of it, I think he'll be all right. But you're right. I mean, this affects everything in the NFL. The offensive lines are just going to be completely out of shape, man. It's going to be a, a, an absolute shit show at the beginning of the season for sure. And I don't know how long this is going to affect us, of course, but. It's hard to say. I mean, I think that a lot of these new coaches probably were already going to struggle. Add into the equation that they're shortening OTA, shortening the entire offseason. I think it's a, almost bound for a lot of these coaches to completely struggle and come out flat. It's hard to blame them, too. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. It's going to take time to build all that up, and I don't think it happens overnight. I mean, when the play break down breaks down, you know, that's when you – really have to be on the same page and see players like Russell Wilson thrive. You're not going to see that with a lot of these other teams. So I think that's a, something key to keep your eye on this season to see how it affects the league. Um, so we saw two teams post free agency kind of go in, you know, on the win now mindset. We've seen with the Rams in the past. We've seen it with other teams as well, that when you have that young quarterback, that's not on the big deal, even honestly, Kansas city, because they hadn't had to pay Mahomes big yet. You know, you see these teams that they don't, that they can be, get all these assets and these great players around their quarterback. I and mean, we've, we've kind of seen it now with Denver and with Miami, who's probably trying to draft Tua. Um, what do you think about these two teams, Brett? Which one do you think has a better chance of actually winning and doing it next year with this with this system? As far as, as next year, year, I would I assume, assume that Denver, Denver probably has, has the best chance to do it next year. year. I, think I think Miami is in the best situation, situation. maybe – across the league in one of the best situations. I mean, they have so many draft picks stockpiled. They have three first rounders like this year, I'm pretty sure. Um, they, once they once they get their quarterback, whether that's Tua or another guy in their, uh, you know, in this draft class, which there's a lot of quarterbacks, they can kind of start filling their team out how they want to. And they've already made a ton of signings. They have a phenomenal defense right now as far as defensive backs go. They have a great defensive-minded coach, and I think Miami's probably set to, as long as they don't, you know, completely fumble the bag here, I think they're set to actually be a really good team for a long time. Yeah, you know, I definitely agree with you. I think that Miami um, is the more suited to win now, but I think Denver can be decent and sneak up on a lot of teams this year, you know. Denver, they they have... yeah, I mean Drew Locke. I'm not. I don't really buy into Drew Locke long term, but I think he can win some games for you at the beginning of the season. You know how it is. These players would be out of shape and everything. Denver they got the they got that good home field advantage. But I like the fact that when I got Melvin Gordon, they got Jarrell Casey, um, they got Kareem Jackson from the Texans. You know they loaded. They did lose Chris Harris, but they loaded up on those other positions. And I think they're setting up here to have a decent little year. They still got their first round pick. I would love to see them honestly go out, get Cam Newton, make you know, make Drew Locke earn that starting job. If you think he's that good, let him go earn it. If he doesn't, you have Cam Newton in there as your starting quarterback. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Cam Newton and Jameis here in a minute, but I think Denver can de- is definitely going to win eight games. And you know, the AFC when you look at it, 
total. I don't think AFC is really going to be that great. I think Denver absolutely could have a chance here. Oh, definitely. I think the Denver has, or I think the, the AFC has taken a step back this year for sure. Uh, you have the dude that generally goes to the Super Bowl almost every other year out of there now. Uh, the Patriots are not looking too hot. I think that this is definitely a year that both of these teams could step up into a nice little sleeper playoff team role. Um, I'm still riding with Miami in that particular question, though, Denver or Miami. I think Miami even has a chance to do something next year. Um, I'm not sure. Is Fitzpatrick still on a contract there? Is he technically their starting quarterback? No, he's a free agent right now. He's a free agent? He's a free agent right now. So my take on Miami, pretty much everything you said, but on top of all that, you know, I think that Miami, they need to be wise here. If I'm them, I don't trade up to take Tua or Burrow. I maybe would do it for Tua, but at the same time, I really think that Miami has so many picks in this draft that they can use them and fill in a lot of the gaps here and make this roster nasty. And if I were them, I would go out and get Cam Newton if I lose out on Tua if you don't want to pay the price, you know? I think Cam Newton is going to have a good year this year. He's going to be healthy. Cam Newton's a runner first and not a passer, well, you know? Like, here's an, Cam Newton run? Here's, here's another, another thing to think about with, with the whole Cam Newton thing. Um, this is a guy that really hasn't garnered much interest since the Panthers released him. Granted, the Panthers pulled a complete dickhead move, released him way too late into free agency period to where a lot of the teams that needed the quarterback or had quarterback needs that weren't going to be fulfilled through the draft already had, you know, picked who they were going to pick up and put Cam Newton in a really bad position. So let's say that the Dolphins don't get in on the two of sweepstakes. Somebody before them swipes him. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow is going probably number one, 100%, if I had a guess. You could still pick up Justin Herbert and then sign Cam Newton on a one-year deal and have a rookie quarterback playing under the tutelage of somebody that I feel like would actually help out, um, help develop a quarterback. I mean, Cam Newton is, regardless of what you want to say about him, I mean, he's a smart guy, smart quarterback, plays really well when he's healthy. Um, across the board, and it's not just like his running ability. He's a good passer when he's healthy. Um, just hasn't had that health in a long time. So I think Cam Newton would be a great pickup. To me, Cam Newton's always been an average passer. I mean, he's been an average passer. One of the best runners in the league. That's what separates him. I mean, he's better than a lot of the running backs in the league. He's a big old power back. You don't know who's carrying the ball anytime between him and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, them two in the backfield when they're both healthy is one of the scariest backfields in the whole league, not to mention the fact Newton can throw the ball too. I think he's better though when he plays legs first, but Newton... No, I think Definitely. it makes a lot of sense down there. Like you said, you know, you don't have to. Once you, if you lose out on Tua, boom, get Newton, see what you can get out of him, and go get Herbert, Jordan Love, even wait until the second round and get Eason, um, who any of those quarterbacks that you like, Jalen Hurts, you know, get any of those guys and let them sit behind Cam for a year or so if you're Miami. I just feel like that Miami is an opportunity to stack their team up at so many other positions. If I were them, I'd go ahead and stack up, and I would not try, I would hold firm on Tua, although. I don't even. I feel like the Chargers. I'm. I've heard so many mixed reports. I honestly, think it's ridiculous. But we'll talk about that a little bit later about more draft stuff like that. But we'll stay on Cam Newton here. Do you think if no one comes calling in the Patriots, Bill Belichick says, "Yo, Cam, come play for us. We'll rebuild your brand. We'll get you paid again. Just buy into the system for one year." You think he does it? In, in my, my personal, personal opinion, opinion, I don't know why Bill Belichick, Belichick hasn't reached out, and I don't know if he has or has not, but. That's, That's a no-brainer no for me. me. 
from the Patriots. I mean, it just makes the most sense. Um, somebody was telling me that the cap space doesn't work out uh, for the Patriots, but at the same time, it'd be like two million dollar contract. You could you could shift it around and swing that contract. Um, I mean, it's Cam Cam Newton's going to request probably a good amount of money on a one year deal, uh, just because he. If he's, he's going, going for, for one year, year uh, he's, he's taking like, on the risk of potentially getting that? more he injured. Either, he can request it, but would you, do you think he's actually going to get paid it, though? I mean, the longer the longer he's out there, the lower that asking price goes. Um, so it really just depends on how long he's out there, for sure. I mean, I think that you could probably get him at an extremely cheap rate. I mean, if you get him at a value price, I don't know how you don't swing that pick if you're Bill Belichick and I mean I, I think, think that he could land anywhere man I mean truly yeah I think that I think Cam needs to forget the money and get in the best situation now I think he'd play well with the Chargers I think he'd play well with the Patriots and he'd play well with the Dolphins I really think Cam would pay what would play well for any of these teams except for the Jags that need a quarterback if I were him I want to steer as far clear of Jacksonville as possible but I think he can help any of those teams out all those teams have good wide receivers they have good weapons you just throw Cam in there and he throws in a whole other dynamic if I'm the Bears I'd rather have Cam Newton than Nick Foles would you oh for sure but that's that's the the thing thing. that's That's where the Panthers Panthers screwed him over Um, a team like that would have 100% scooped up Cam Newton a team like the Raiders would have scooped up Cam Newton Um, they already kind of locked up some money into Marcus Mariota which I thought was a terrible move personally but I mean, I mean, that's, that's the, Raiders the Raiders for you, but it's hard to say. I mean, I think that the Panthers really did screw him. Um, would have been a huge market for Cam Newton had he been released earlier. But now that most of the teams that need quarterbacks are probably going through the draft to do so, I think that he's probably not going to get signed until after the draft anyway. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that part. I definitely think he's going to get signed after draft. Another guy who's kind of in the same boat right now is Cam, is Jameis Winston. I mean, I think that it's Different kind of been a consensus that Jameis won't be a starting quarterback in the league, but where do you think he should sign? Well, it's good to know that he hasn't lost any confidence. Uh, one of the first things he did after getting um, or after hearing about the Tom Brady news and realizing that he wasn't coming back to the Buccaneers – Pretty much the first thing he said was that he will see them in February, which is where the Super Bowl is being held in Tampa, which is super bold, considering you just led the league in interceptions. It doesn't matter. I think that the interest will be there for Cam Newton, maybe as a backup uh, in the right situation. I feel like he could be a starter, but something to keep in mind, we've never seen a Jameis Winston with eyesight and he's got it he had off-season surgery the Lasix he can see now God knows what he can do with eyes yeah I mean I'm pulling for Jameis I hope he gets another chance I think that any of these teams right here that don't have the quarterback I think that he really only fits well with New England but I think that he needs to go somewhere like maybe Philadelphia or you know, just somewhere where, they, even Indianapolis, where they have just good, like, coaching, Kansas City, and he can sit behind someone and learn a little bit. I think that's what he needs to do this year is kind of Hell, take if he goes, a study year and then go back next year. I think he needs to take a one-year deal and test the market again next year. If he goes, he goes to, to uh, Philly, I mean, there's a 
probably a good, I don't know, 50% chance that he starts at some point in the season. I mean, realistically, if you look at the track record of Carson Wentz. No, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. He could get some good playing time in Philly. I don't, I don't want him to go to Philly, though. Good... Then I like, can't reform. Oh, you don't want him to go to Philly? Yeah, I don't want him to go to Philly either. I just, See, the weird thing is I liked Cam and Jameis when they were both in college, but I couldn't root for him because they were on my rival team. But now I can kind of cheer for him a little bit, so it's nice. But um, any, um, anyway, uh, Jameis, is, it's going to be weird, though, for Jameis. You know, I really don't know where he's going to fall or what's going to end up happening, but – at the end of the day, he's going to have to accept the fact he's got to sit behind someone and see what he can do. I honestly think that even like trying to go to Minnesota or something like that, if Cousins is a bad year, maybe find himself in a good situation. That's what he needs to do. You know, is go somewhere where the quarterback could play themselves in a bad situation and he can get in. I mean, I mean ideally, ideally I, I, it's, it's just, just a, a tough, tough situation because they, they both, both Cam. And Winston, Winston have both had, like, like such late starts into the free agency period. Because um, the, the Brady, Brady news came late. late. Um, that, that kind of put James Winston into a bad situation. situation. And the Panthers, Panthers did it. His, his own, own team, team did it to Cam Newton. Newton. So, so it's, it's kind of difficult because um, a lot of these teams that he – or that those two players could come in. And Cam Newton's a different story, but more so towards James Winston. that could come in and try to compete for a job have already locked up money in to other players or another quarterback. Um, It's just a weird situation for sure. And I'm surprised he hasn't garnered as much or any interest um, from hardly anybody. I know that somebody touched on the Redskins picking him up. He would have absolutely won that job. 110% 110% he would over win Dwayne the Haskins. Job, but it wouldn't help his career progress no. at all. Dwayne Haskins is trash. No. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 He is. Yes. Except, Except for his long, long ball. ball. I'll give him that. He, he can, can throw a dime. Deep. Um, but after that, anything in between is just bad decision making and poor passes. I'm completely out on Dwayne Haskins. Anyway, let's move to the final topic of this podcast. And that is, who would you rather have? Moving forward, Justin Herbert or Jordan Love? Oh, um, I'm gonna say Justin Herbert. Okay. What are you gonna say? And then we'll hash it out. I'll go Jordan Love just to be opposite of you. Okay. Tell me why. Um, I think Jordan Love shows a lot of potential. To be honest with. I think that he's he's big. He's a guy who's a passer down the field. He did throw a lot of interceptions, but at the same time, who did he really have with him at Utah State? You know, he did throw 20 touchdowns, 17. It was, it was a lot like a Jameis Winston-type season. I just feel like that, you know, he's that good of the player. He's trying to make the plays happen. That's kind of how you feel, you know, when you watch a guy like Patrick Mahomes. You know, Patrick Mahomes in college had no talent around him, but he had the arm talent, so he's just trying to make these plays. Like the year before, for example, when Utah State was better, 32 touchdowns, six interceptions for Jordan Love. I just feel like it was not as great of a season, you know, and I feel like he had kind of checked out because he was getting that draft hype. They were like, wow, this guy, he's probably going the first round. You know, he's playing at Utah State. It's kind of like what happened to Josh Allen. I feel like it's a lot of the same thing. Now, would I take Jordan Love or Justin Herbert in the first round? be honest with you, if I'm a GM, I wouldn't take them in the first round unless I needed a quarterback and I could get them late in the first round. That's about the only way. But I just don't like using a top 10 pick on either of these guys. 
I mean, a lot of the times I lean away from picking a quarterback in the top 10 picks because how many times it doesn't work out. Uh, this particular draft where there's teams in the top 10 that really need a quarterback and know that they're not going to get another opportunity to draft one later on, or one of the top ones, um, one of the top dogs, I think that I would probably lean towards taking Herbert in the top 10 um, and waiting to see where love falls but I, i'm i think herbert actually has what it takes to be a really successful quarterback um i mean as far as his career goes at oregon i know people are just always going to point towards pac-12 defenses but he actually played really well when he played good defenses i mean he i mean auburn got bailed out uh, by a last minute touchdown um he should have beat them early in the season played really well throughout the entire season and I think that he really like kind of proved some of the people that were coming coming into that season a lot of people were talking about you know his leadership um him being a quiet guy this and that uh just didn't have the mental aspect of a leader that you would want to see in the league but he proved that wrong and I think that he's just one of those guys that is going to prove a lot of people wrong just because he's this quiet like not your standout you know Joe Burrow type level of confidence at all times. I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. So I think that I could even see the Miami Dolphins having Tua and Herbert on the board and choosing Herbert. I could see that happening. Um, probably would piss off a lot of Miami fans. Than I am. I am. I I was a I was a fan of Justin Herbert. Honestly, coming in to last year and then. I was a, I had some questions about it, and he kind of proved me wrong. Um, so I feel like he threw a, he threw a lot of questionable passes to me, and I really felt like that he wasn't as dynamic as I'd like him to be in the passing game. I thought that they leaned a lot more on CJ Verdell in the run game. I think Herbert's a really good athlete, but I don't see him any more as anything than a game manager in the NFL. I like I think he could be a decent. I think he'll be a decent quarterback in the NFL, but like I don't think he's going to put you over the top of what you need. I like how Jordan Love at least has that ceiling, you know what I mean? I think with Herbert I kind of know what his ceiling is. I think he's middle of the pack. I think he's kind of like a a little more mobile version of Andy Dalton maybe. Like you know, I don't, I just don't think he's really going to get you that as far as I don't think it let's put it this way. I don't think he's winning you a Super Bowl in the NFL. Hmm. I mean, like I said, I, I think he's one of those guys that's just going to continuously prove people wrong. I don't know if he's going to be a you know, Pro Bowl-level quarterback, and I'm not going to say that he will be, but I do think that he has a chance for sure. I think he's going to be – I think he's a better value – or I think he's a better value than Mitch Trubisky in the top ten. I don't know. Uh, Trubisky was – Trubisky was good. I just think he went to the bad, wrong situation. I thought Trubisky was really good at UNC. Yeah. Um, I've also heard some people are saying that the Bengals might not actually draft Joe Burrow, number one. And Dude, I think that's just speculation. I feel like this draft has so much weird speculation around it because it's the only thing going on right now that we actually know is for sure happening in upcoming sports. We That's the only set-in-stone thing we know that's happening is the NFL draft. So I feel like that it's getting all this extra hype and everything. Like I yeah, really don't think sure. that – the Redskins, like the people are trying to say the Redskins are taking Tua. The Redskins are taking Chase Young for sure. They're definitely going to try to get another year out of Haskins. And then on top of that, I also definitely think that um, that there's or I think that there's no way that Jordan Love goes in the top 10. I've been seeing that a ton. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I can't, can't. I can't, I can't imagine. imagine. I know. I also keep on seeing that the Jaguars are going to use one of their picks because they have the ninth pick and what the twentieth. Uh, yeah, the ninth and the twentieth. Uh, there's no way that they draft a quarterback with that first pick. I mean, come on. Um, you just traded away a guy that you paid an enormous salary to. You traded Nick Foles away to the Bears because you think that you have this, you know, potential franchise quarterback in Gardner Minshew. There's no way that you just go ahead and draft a quarterback with your first pick. I mean, you can, if you're really worried about it, you can draft it a little bit later on. But that's just silly. I mean, I think that you need you have offensive line needs with the Jaguars. I I can't believe that they. A lot of mock drafts have him going to the Jaguars at nine. Um, blows my mind, quite frankly. No, I, I agree with you completely. I don't see it happening at all. I think, though, it will be a fun draft. I could see some drama. I definitely don't see Burrow going anywhere that's not Cincinnati. Uh, I, dude, I uh, see. Chase Young will be interesting. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. I don't know if you keep up with him at all. Did uh, you see my tweet to him today? How would you tweet him? Uh, I asked him how he was employed and how that he could possibly think that was actually going to happen. No, did you see his mock draft? Yeah, we didn't have Joe Burrow going like five. He had Herber Justin Herbert going one and then Joe Burrow going five. That's just that a guy was, that... That was ridiculous. That's just a that guy that's ridiculous. stabbing in the dark and if it works out, he can say that he's a genius, but if it doesn't work out... He's just not going to be held accountable for it. Uh, so, <laughs> it kind of blew my mind, though. Dude, that was that was wild. That was I probably saw that 15 minutes into my day. I was like, what am I looking at? <laughs> I, I, unbelievable, unbelievable. I saw it, and I had to do a double take. I had to refresh the page a couple Same. times because I was like, and I was like on the NFL.com website, and I like refreshed it a couple times. I was like, wait, there's, there's no, no way. way. That this, this is, is legit. legit. Justin no, Herbert, number one. When I saw, <laughs> no, when I saw it, I saw Joe Burrow at five. I was like, wait, Joe Burrow at five and did a double take? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not even looking at this anymore. There's, no, there's just no reason. Makes zero but sense. I'm excited for the draft. We'll be hitting tons of draft coverage for y'all. That's about all we got left to cover and talk about these days. But I mean, Brett, yeah. I appreciate you coming on, and hopefully we'll have some good news next time we podcast again. Of course. I mean, hopefully we have a couple bits of good news. Um, one being maybe we get some sort of idea of when sports are coming back. And two, we got the old news draft that's coming soon, which is a work in progress. But now that sports are canceled forever, it's even more of a work in progress. So that's that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. All right, guys. Well, Appreciate it once again. Talk to you all soon. Peace. Peace.